0: Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Can you imagine what it was like in the day of Jesus Walk around with him? What a day, hey? Can you imagine those disciples seeing the miracles that were happening around about? Can you imagine the blind seeing the lame walking? And all because somebody encountered Jesus and Jesus made the ultimate difference in that person's life. Can you imagine seeing all those crowds ready to be fed? I mean, I know Alison likes making lolly bags. They don't let me make lolly bags, I can tell you that. One for the bag, one for Ken. One for the bag, one for Ken. One for the bag, one for Ken. Can you imagine what it was like to have all the crowds following Jesus and being around about and the disciples? And they said... You know, Jesus said to them, Where are we going to get all this bread? What are we going to do? How? And then he says, I am the bread of life. Woo! What about that? John chapter 1, verse 12: In him was life, and that life was the life of men. For in him are all things, from him are all things. The Bible teaches us that Jesus spoke. And the world was created. He was there in the beginning. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. If there's one thing that's constant, it's not going to be Scott Morrison. It's not going to be Anthony Albanese. It's going to be Jesus Christ as Lord. Amen. So whatever your theology, whatever your race, whatever your background, whatever your political desires, Jesus is still King. Amen. And He will be Lord forever and a day. For from him are all things, and to him are all things. So where did you come from? Oh, well, uh, I was found on a cabbage patch. Some of you look like you do. <laughs> where? No, no, no. <laughs> where did you come from? Well, you know, we're, uh, all the kids are gone, so we could probably go there, but we won't. But, you know, a man loves a woman, and before long, you know, if you're a... And that's what happens. No, it's much more than that, isn't it? You didn't just come because... You know, well, Benny didn't just come because Matt and Chris were happy with each other. <laughs> you didn't come just because of that either. Do you think you descended from a monkey? What about monkeypox? What a weird thing that is, huh? Monkeypox. You think you can come up with a better name than that? I mean, if you're going to make it, call it gorilla pox at least, monkeypox. So, have you descended from an ape? I know you might say, well, looking at you, it might be a possibility. Well, that's not the case. No, 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 no. Where did you come from? You came from the Father's heart. He said, Ivan is going to be made at this time, at this place, and although you've got a birth certificate that says you were born in a hospital, hopefully, if not, on the side of the road, wherever you were born, in a tent. A lot of people were born in a tent lately, haven't you seen that? They don't close doors. What the heck is that? Whatever your birth certificate says, there is another great heavenly birth certificate that says that just at the right time, at just the right time, he said, I'm going to make Nick Diamis. I'm going to put him in the world. Amen. And here he is, transforming, changing, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Sinner, yes, same as Ken, but still being used by God for such a time as this. Why? Because your heavenly birth certificate is something far greater than even your earthly birth certificate. Can you identify how old you are? Of course you can. You can just look at your birth certificate and tell you you're 52, 51, 58. In my case, I like asking the kids right now because they tell me I'm 40. Say, so how old do you think I am? Oh, they go 45. I say, you're my best friend never. <laughs> now I'm starting to get grey hair. Who knows what they're going to be saying next. But age... You know, say, age is just a number. Everybody say, come on, age is just a number. (laughs) Is it really? Is it really? I know, my bones and my body is telling me, it's it's not old age, it's just fat. That makes me (laughs) groan when I get out of bed. But here's one thing I do know. I know that I'm a child of God, born of God by faith. Amen. I know that the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of me. And therefore I know that Jesus is King and He is my Lord. And because I know that truth, I've been set free. I've been set free from all the possibilities and all the weirdness and all of the things where I want to try and perform or outperform somebody else. I mean, I could care less whether I get 100 or 150 in a mark. It doesn't worry me. What worries me is whether I'm living to please God or not, or whether I feel His presence around about me. You know, whether I jump through hoops or whether I don't jump through hoops, or whether I can be a, you know, the wear the, you know black belt, white tip, re, green belt, orange belt, whatever it is. What what way I can escalate? Whether I'm the manager, or I'm the Coordinator, whether I'm the you know, whoever what's when, where, how. I had somebody say to me when I first came back from up at the Blue Mountains and said to me, What's it like, Ken? Going from preaching to stacking chairs. I said, No different at all. What's the difference? You're just serving in a different place, amen. Jesus is still the king, amen. My identity doesn't come from what I do, it comes from who I am. And in Christ I am his child. When I came up over the water of baptism, you know, I was filled with with, with the spirit, I spoke in tongues. Transformative day. Prior to that, I tried to get the gift of tongues, couldn't get it. And you know, most people pull their hair out and say, oh, I didn't get the gift of tongues. I didn't get it. And I must have been like that for a little bit, but I, you know, probably about 20 minutes. And after that, I decided, you know what? If I can't speak in tongues, I'll speak in English. I'll praise you in English. I don't care. You know what I mean? Sometimes you've just got to make the decision that I'm going to follow him. Make a decision then, come hell or high water, come what may, whether I live here, whether I live there, whether I live somewhere else. Jesus is Lord, and because he is Lord, I will find my identity in him. Somebody can call me this, somebody can call me that. They used to kick me around when I was in year uh, seven or eight because I used to go to fun club, and I used to go to church, and I used to, you know, do all those sort of things, and they used to, all my mates used to kick me and try and stir me up and see if I'd hit them or something. Lucky I didn't. They would have been pummeled for sure. But... (laughs) They used to call me Preacher Kenny. Preacher Kenny, oh, Preacher Kenny, what do you think about this, Preacher Kenny? And they'd all do it like that, macho in front of one another. But when they had a problem, they'd come to me on the side and they'd say, what do you think about this, Ken? So that's how it goes. There's something here. And we better get to some scripture, otherwise Pastor Dan will be kicking me out of the pulpit next week. I can tell you that for sure. John chapter 7, let's go there. (laughs) John chapter 7, verse 37. Then I can at least say I've done at least a little bit of John chapter 7 and 8. On the last and greatest day of the festival, how good's that, last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. What a mad verse that is. If you just believe in God, just believe. Rivers of living water will come out from the inside of you. How about that? If you believe in the status or the system, what's going to come out of you? The status or the system. Who's in, who's out. What's what's trending, what's not. What's the Twitter feed? The Twitter feed is for twits. It doesn't matter. What matters is, what does God say about the world? What does God say about Ken? What does God say about who I am? What does the Holy Spirit reveal As he starts to come out of the inside of me. Amen. And by this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. How about that? If you believe in God, you will receive the Holy Spirit. If you believe in God, you receive. It's not enough to believe, you must receive. The only way you receive is by laying down your thoughts, your plans, your actions to him. You will only find your true identity when you surrender yourself completely to Jesus Christ and say, you know what, Lord, I'm not living for me anymore. I'm living for you. For from him are all things and to him are all things and he deserves the glory. So whether I'm rich, whether I'm poor, whether I drive a Getz or I drive a Mercedes, it's irrelevant. What matters is the spirit on the inside giving glory to God. If you can drive a Mercedes with the glory of God on the inside of you... Amen. Glory to God for you. If you can drive a Getz with the glory of God on the inside of you, Amen. But if you can drive a Mercedes with the glory of you inside of it, no good, yeah? No good. So whatever we do, we must do for the glory of God. Amen. On hearing these words, some of the people said, surely this man is a prophet. And others said, he is the Messiah. And then still others said, look at these bullheads. But how can the Messiah come from Galilee? They're thinking of themselves. They're thinking of their own standards, their own patterns. Has God ever spoken to you through your children? Oh, it's not supposed to work like that. Has God ever spoken to you from your unsaved boss? Oh, it's not supposed to work like that. How can he come from Messiah? How can God do that? How can God... Well, God wants to speak however he wants to speak. If you close your mind to what God might be saying because you've got little religious ideas about how he's going to speak to you, man, you might be missing everything that God's saying. It's like calling a roll. Marking the roll before the kids get on the bus in the afternoon. They're all chattering amongst one another. And then all of a sudden you say, Giselle, here. When you hear your name, and what applies to you, that's what's important. And what's God calling about you? What's God saying about you? When you read the Word of God, is it about, okay, well, I'm going to tuck the book of John under my shelf. I'm going to get it in my reading plan. I'm going to tick the box and say, I've done it. Tick, 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 done it. Aren't I good? God says, I've been trying to speak to you. How about you slow down a bit? How about you just pause? Why don't you go outside tonight and have a look at the sunset that I created. Oh, yeah, but I've got the rest of John to finish. You've got eternity to finish that. What if he says, I want you to go and talk to somebody who you haven't met before in church? What if it, what about this? What if you're John O and you come to this church? And o has been sitting here for a little while, and he looks up the front and he sees my daughter Ebony who doesn't go to youth and he says to himself I wonder should I invite her to come and hang down with the friends that are around down the bottom there and so he comes up he says, hey, uh, introduces himself so, hey, hey, would you like to come and hang out with my friends so down, down she goes hangs out with the friends the next week she goes to youth now he took a risk but I believe you heard from God. And when she was asked, she told me this story, sorry honey, I'm in double trouble now, I'm in trouble from Maria, now I'm in trouble from Ebony, maybe Jono, I don't know. (laughs) And when she was asked, how come it's been so long that you didn't come to youth? And she said, well I wasn't going to invite myself. So there you go Jono, you did a good work on behalf of the Lord. Give him a hand, Amen. Now, knowing my daughter, you probably regret that, but no, 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 no. So she's good. She's good gear. She's good gear. She's a great girl. So yes, those little things. It's hearing God in those moments. It's saying, you know, when your bank finances are not what they should be, and you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. It's hearing God say, "Hey, hey, hey, be still and know I am God." No matter, no, no financial advisor is going to tell you that unless they're a Christian. You know, not looking up this or that or something else, or Googling how do I get out of financial trouble. You know, going to the self-help books down at the library, or going to find a you know little group that you can sit around and talk about how bad things are. It's not always going to help you, but asking God, well, how do you raise a child? There's no manual about that, is there? I mean, obviously, look at me. My parents did a terrible job. No, no. <laughs> there's no, there's no manual. How do, how do we navigate this world? When's the right time to do something? You have to ask the Holy Spirit, because only He knows. It's, and, and, and here's the weird thing. What's right for Pastor Ali may not be right for Pastor Ken. What's right is that I'm doing and living as God has called me to live and obeying what the Holy Spirit is teaching me on the inside. Now, the Holy Spirit's not going to teach me anything that's different to God's Word, just so you know. Because the numbers of people who believe that God's told them that they're going to marry somebody that they shouldn't marry because they're already married is a whole other <laughs> I don't know which God you listen to, but you certainly don't listen to the God that I serve, amen. So whatever God tells you will line up with Scripture. That's why it's important for us not to just be people of the Spirit. One of my favourite illustrations that I came up with is like the Holy Spirit's a little bit like washing powder. You know what I mean? Actually, the other way around the word is like the washing powder, the Holy Spirit's like the water. If you want to get your clothes clean, you need both. You just put the, you, you just put the washing powder in with your clothes, the machine will whir, 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 and it will get it it's all done, but when it comes out, it's still going to be dirty. Why? Because it wasn't able to penetrate, it couldn't get in. If, on the other hand, you shove your clothes in the washing machine, you just put water in and no word, what's going to happen? They're going to come out wet. Wet behind the ears, a lot of Pentecostals no, no. they're going to come out wet, but they're not going to become clean, amen. You've got to have the proportions right. Amen. The Word of God cleanses, it heals, it sets you free, it does all of those things and should be taken with a great dose of the Holy Spirit, which will penetrate and get on the inside of you, amen. John chapter 7, verse 45, 46. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? So everyone was trying to arrest this guy. Everyone was trying to bring him down. Why? Because he spoke the truth. How bad is it when you're telling a lie and then somebody comes in and tells the truth? Don't you just feel like murdering them? Don't you feel like just going... Like when you take your kids and they're 14 and the age limit's 12. And so you say, no, they're 12 years old. And they go, no, 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 Dad, Dad, I'm 14. <laughs> you just want to kill them there on the spot, you know what I mean? Not from conviction of the Holy Spirit, just because you don't want to pay the extra money. <laughs> you feel like there's egg on your face. And you go, oh no, I can't believe that. Or somebody told you something and you go to bat for them. I mean, Gabriel and Jordan used to do this. Gabriel would be upstairs and then he'd scream blue murder. As if somebody had half knocked him. And now and Jordan, he probably did. But one day I stood at the bottom of the stairs and I listened. And he screamed, blue murder, and Jordan starts going, nah, 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 nah. And then Gabby goes, I'm going to get you in trouble. And I heard it. <laughs> and so he starts screaming, blue murder, I didn't go up. I left him to his own devices. On that day, Jordan could have killed him. I wouldn't have known, but I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> but then, you know, so he'd scream, blue murder. We'd go off at Jordan. And then Jordan would get sent back upstairs to go to his room. And then Gabby would do a flying sidekick and he'd kick him on the side of the back or something. It's craziness. When you go to bat for somebody else and they're not telling the truth, how bad do you feel? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, I'm not gonna do that again. Forget that, mate. He said he'd oh, yeah, go on, lend him the ten bucks, he'll give you the ten bucks back. Yeah, whatever. They never give the ten bucks back. Next minute you're forking out ten bucks for that bullhead who didn't do what they said they were gonna do. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he knows the truth and the truth shall set you free, he will back you. So if you're honest with him and say, you know what? I am a sinner. I'm the chief of sinners. I've done the wrong thing. And here, even the guard said, no one spoke like this guy. No one's got it. But this guy speaks like somebody with authority. The the demons obeyed him. How about that? The deafness goes when Jesus speaks because he is the truth. And lies cannot pull down the truth. Amen. Verse 12, uh, John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever walks follows with me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How good is it to have a light around about? Hey, you ever stumbled around? You get used to your own house, yeah? Do you, do you know how many steps it takes from your room to the next to the stairs? Because you just get used to it. And when the light's off, you can still walk around, unless somebody puts a stumbling block in your way. Isn't the enemy like that, eh? He tries to cover things, put them down in the darkness, but the Spirit of God just wants to reveal things and show you where to go. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 21. Once more Jesus said to them, "'I'm going away, and you will look for me, and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot go.'" This This made the Jews ask, well, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, You are from below and I am from above. You are of this world and I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. And if you do not believe that I am he, you will indeed die in your sins. So what's the work of God? We find that in John chapter 6, Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe. To believe in the one that he has sent. God sent Jesus into the world to reveal that he is the father of all and that his desire is that children would come to him. Now, I don't care about philosophy. I don't care whether you want to look up Muhammad, Islam, all of those things. You can go and seek Buddha if you like. If you want to rub my stomach, come on down. My wife often tells me I've got the body of a God, Buddha. But thats uh, we had a Japanese exchange kid, I think, or some exchange kid anyway. He constantly wanted just to rub my tummy. I reckon he thought I was the actual living Buddha. But you can go and try and find your way in many, many different places, but you will only find the true way in Jesus Christ, amen. And true life comes from Him. And truth, righteousness and openness Comes from him. If you want to know the Father, you have to accept the Son. Wow. So much to say. So little time left. (laughs) John chapter 8, verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, oh, actually, we'll go back. John chapter 8, verse 28. So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own, but I speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases Him. Even as He spoke, many believed Him. Now, this is a crucial understanding Verse. He's saying, when I am lifted up, then you will see. Now, the reason he had to be lifted up was to take the penalty and punishment of sin. Sin is not just doing the wrong thing. it's the Sin's power is not, although it's enticing to do the wrong thing, sin's power is not the sin itself. Sin's power is its ability to separate you from God in your understanding, in your thoughts, in your heart about yourself. Adam hid from God because he felt unclean. He was uncovered. And though he be standing right in the Garden of Eden... In the presence of God, sin caused him to withdraw himself away from God and try and hide. Sin, the biggest problem with sin is that it causes separation. And there's no other way to deal with sin but that the righteousness of God be revealed and the penalty of sin to be paid. Now, if you were a sheep or a goat back in those days, you wouldn't have liked your life. But Jesus became the punishment and penalty of our sin, whereby making a new and living way in which we can walk, talk, live, and resonate with God on the inside of us. So he said, after I've been lifted up, after the penalty and separation of sin has been dealt with, the Spirit of God will come into the world... And if you receive the Spirit of God, you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And he spoke like nobody else on the earth at that time, because the Spirit was upon him. At his baptism, we see that. We see that the Spirit of God descended like a dove upon him. And what did the Father say from heaven? This is my Son, whom I love. That's what being a child of God is about. That's what accepting Jesus Christ into your world is about. It's not your world, by the way. I said that wrong. Accepting Christ into your life that you live in his world is a whole, whole different ballgame. The love of God is the thing that brings us to repentance. The understanding that God is above all and in all and for all. And when he looks at Ken McLean and when he looks at Ali Warren and when he looks at Jenny Simpson, oh, mate, is he happy with Jenny Simpson? Amen. When he looks at Jenny Simpson, when he looks at you and he says to himself, well, what do I think about this person? He looks through the blood of Jesus Christ and he says, this person is righteous. And if they receive me, they are my child. And more than that, he will gather you, the Bible says, like chicks under his wings, under the shelter of the most high. There there is a confidence that comes on the inside of you. Accepting Jesus Christ into your life, he says, John chapter 3, verse Um, 16, for for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever what? Believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. How good is that? Because when you die, you get to go to heaven. Ba-bow, ba-bow. It's more than that. It means that you can live your eternal life now, here, right now. There's a change that takes place immediately and the Holy Spirit comes on the inside and suddenly you view the world a whole lot different. It's no longer antagonistic. You say, I was born for such a time as this. I was born at this date, at this time, because God foreordained it. And he said, you know what? I'm going to inflict Ken McLean on the world. 27th of March, 1969. Booshka! Out I came, mate. You wouldn't believe it. I was underweights. Couldn't, hardly malnourished. I mean, look at, the, look at the restoration that God has done, amen. I lived in a humidity crib for like four weeks or something. I was so small you could fit in my mother's hand. I died twice. I stopped breathing. My mum's reaction was to drop me on the bed. Great, good on you. They rang the doctor. The doctor said, give him a teaspoon of brandy. Ever since then, mate, a teaspoon of brandy. No, no. <laughs> When I was uh, about nine years old, my brother and I went down to Yurunga, see my auntie Joan, what a lovely lady she was. He took me down to the beach because he was 14 and built like a, you know, he, all he wanted to do was show off to the girls. He went out on the jetty. I was left on me lonesome, <laughs> on the beach on my own. And so I thought, I'm going to go down and see him. What I didn't know, <laughs> this girl in a blue swimsuit. So I would have been about 9, 10. She would have been about 12. She said, "Don't go out there. There's a cliff." And I went, "There's no cliff. I could still feel myself walking along. All of a sudden, I was underwater. Gone. I must have passed out. I had no idea because I woke up vomiting water over the shoulder of some guy who had bolted down the beach. Must have seen me drowning and rescued me from the water. And um, and all I could see was this trail of vomit." Then I must have passed out again. I woke up again and here's this girl in the blue swimsuit saying, I told you so. (laughs) Right? But God had his hand upon my life somewhere, somehow. And he said, you know what? You're born for such a time as this and the devil ain't going to take me out until God is good and ready. Amen. And that's how I live life now. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Yet... The life that I live, I live by faith, belief, in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the true Christian life. And that's why when the male shows up something that you shouldn't see or you didn't want or you didn't expect, you can still say God is in heaven and he loves me, amen. Because resonating on the inside, John chapter 7 says, Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Eternal life starts now. Eternal life starts today. When you, I mean, Carissa and Matt live in the most exotic location on earth, mate, they've built it out like, I mean, if you don't go to the Hyatt, don't go to the Sheridan, don't go to any of those places, forget Wentworth, ask if you can just sleep in their backyard for one night only. I'm sure they're happy to accept the 700 bucks a night or something like that. But... (laughs) They've got this gorgeous place where you look down this field and you see nothing but Matt's face. No, no, you see, you see this gorgeous sunset and you can't help but exclaim the glory of God and how wonderful it is. If you look to the heavens and you start to see how many rings around Saturn, is Pluto a, a planet anymore or is it not? Who really cares? Just look at the stars that are in the sky and start to say the God of, of who made all of this saw fit one day to say, I'm going to reveal myself to you. And not only to reveal himself, but despite what the Pharisees and Sadducees say, despite what any systems or orders or structures or governments say, he says, I want to show you my love. And that is why John chapter 8, verse 32 says, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Truth is not an idea. Truth is a person. And his name is Jesus. And when you know him, he leads you to freedom. That's the glorious gospel of Jesus. So when the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, they brought the woman caught in adultery to him in John chapter 8. They were ready for her downfall. But instead, Jesus does what he always does. He loved us. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au